Have you ever felt like you were going crazy trying to survive in this world as a Christian? From denying your flesh and not hauling off on someone that pushes you a little too far to learning how to bring up Jesus in a conversation without being called judgmental. Yeah, I get it. It's been hard for me too. But each week we get to dive deep into these conversations that most believers won't ever talk about and hopefully provide encouragement, healing, and knowledge where it's due. It's time to draw the curtains and bring some things to the light. We're getting real, raw, and true. This is Christian Girl in a Godless World with Dominique Duar. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? I hope you're having a good day. I hope that you are being productive and really getting things done the way God wants you to. And I know that this is a hard time just with the pandemic and everything that's going on, but we know that God has a purpose and a plan for our lives. So even if, you know, a lot of people are getting sick with the virus and it's scary, you know, I definitely understand, but we have to put our faith in Jesus and know that he's protecting us, know that he has a will and a purpose for our life. So just stay encouraged with that, okay? So I just wanted to add that in there before we get started. So today, I'm going to be talking about Christians straddling the fence, okay, because I really believe that God wants this word to get out, because this is happening, you know, even today in this present time, and, you know, the Lord has just been leading me to really break this down, because, you know, it it grieves his heart, and he doesn't want his children to you know, straddle the fence, and I'll go into what that is if you don't know. Um, he wants us to all to just be all in for him, okay? So what straddling the fence is, is pretty much having one foot in the world and one foot with God. So saying that, oh, I believe in you, Lord, I, I'm serving you, I'm giving you my life. But then on the other hand, you're still engaging in worldly things, you're doing worldly things, and so it's, it's almost like, you know, it's a contradiction. Your life is becoming a contradiction because you say you believe in God, but he doesn't fully and truly have your heart. OK, and this is this is something that grieves him because, you know, he wants his children to be all in for him. He doesn't want us to be flip floppy, teeter tottering. He doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to choose a side. And what's beautiful about God is that he he doesn't force himself on us. But if you are going to say that you love God, you know, say that you're a Christian, your life has to exemplify that. So I really want to take the opportunity to just break this down and really just, you know, break down what the word of God says. So you don't think that I'm making this up. You don't think that I'm coming up with things. This is strictly coming from God's word. Okay. So, one of the main, the first scripture that I want to discuss, you know, when it comes to this, this idea of being, being just lukewarm, essentially, that's what the Bible, the biblical term for straddling the fence is called being a lukewarm Christian. And that, you know, pretty much just means what I said about not fully being for God, just having one foot in the world and, you know, one foot with him and, you know, you're, you're neither hot nor cold, you know, and God doesn't want us to just go back and forth. We have to choose a side. Okay. So the first scripture is from Matthew 16, 26, which says, 
For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Okay, so let's break this scripture down. So God is pretty much saying here, what will it profit you to get the whole world? Which means get all of the material possessions, get everything that your, your heart's desire, you know, wants. You know, such as materialistic things, a house, car, job, money. What will it profit you to get all of that, all of those things? But you throw away your soul. You throw away eternity with God. You know, that it's literally, it's not worth it, is what the scripture is saying. It's not worth it to do that. Because what's most important is that Jesus has our hearts and he has our lives totally. So... Even if, you know, you're a Christian, but you, you desire all of this worldly things, you may forfeit your soul. You may forfeit the opportunity and the chance to spend eternity with Jesus. And he wants us to come out of this. He doesn't want us to attach ourselves to worldly possessions and worldly things. We have to, you know, break that attachment. Now, granted, yes, we live, you know, on this planet and God you know, gives us access to these things, but he doesn't tell us to, you know, put all of our faith and our love and our hope into these things. And, you know, if all of them are taken away, that's it. You know, we have no more reason for living. You know, we, we can't, you know, live life like how, like how we're supposed to because we don't have these things to give us purpose and to give us meaning. God wants us to come out of agreement with these things and he wants us to break that attachment that even if all of your possessions are taken away from you if you're centered in Jesus and if he has your life then it's not gonna matter you know material things can be replaced but guess what can't be replaced your soul your soul can't be replaced so if you lose your soul because you put all of your focus and your energy into achieving materialistic and worldly things then you know that you can't come back from that okay and the next scripture just goes even further into this which says do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world which are the desires of the flesh the desires of the eyes and the pride in possessions is not from the father but it's from the world so this just goes even deeper into that god you know places us here all of us here we have a specific purpose when we are born and when we're put on this planet which is to uphold his will and his purpose for our lives and one of the main things that we are to do as Christians is to set an example for other people to help bring the lost to him, to help bring souls that need to be saved to him. And we have to do that by setting an example with our lives. That's why we can't afford to be halfway in the world and halfway with God because that we can't do that. If we're for God, we have to be for him 100%, not 50%. Okay. So just to break this down, so God is saying, if, if you love the world, then the love of the Father is not in you. Like I said, he, he placed us in this world for a specific purpose, to do his will. We didn't come here for ourselves. We didn't come here to achieve what we want. We came here to achieve what God wants for us. Okay, so if you if you are attaching yourself to the world and everything that this world you know offers and what it gives to you, 
then you're not really in connection with God. It doesn't matter if you say you're a Christian, but what comes out of your mouth and the way you live your life, it doesn't represent God. So really you don't have the love of the father in you. That's what the scripture is saying. And to break it down to give examples of the things that are worldly is the desires of the flesh. So the things that our flesh wants, you know, whether it's sex or money or, you know, accolade or greed or pride, all of these things like that, that our flesh personally desires. The um, desires of the eyes or another version would say the lust of the eyes. So you are going after things that is appealing to your sight, things that look good to you. You, you're, you run after that, okay? Or the pride and possessions or the pride of life. So just having a pride that, you know, because I have all of these things, that gives me a greater purpose and that gives me a greater meaning. And I, I have more stature. I have more status. You know, I'm, I'm important because I have these things in my life. God is saying all these things are worldly. And if you, if you center yourself in these things, you don't have the love of him in you. Because having the love of the Father means totally detaching yourself from the world, from your worldly possessions. You have to detach. You have to pull yourself away from these things. Yes, God calls us to use these things. You know, in certain circumstances, he may bless us with these, with different possessions. But that is for his overall purpose. It's never for us to selfishly use. It's for us to glorify God. So we really have to understand that. And just to give a brief testimony about just me and, and, you know, my experience with straddling the fence, you know, I grew up in a Baptist church. I grew up, you know, learning about God and knowing about God. But, you know, I was singing a choir and, you know, participate in church activities. But Monday through Saturday, I was living for the world. I was in all types of sin. I was, you know, drinking and clubbing and partying and having sex outside of marriage and just doing all types of stuff that did not honor God. Because back then I didn't understand that I couldn't just do all of these works, but my heart and my life wasn't really given to Jesus. Like my life has to show that example or I'm being a fraud. I'm being a hypocrite, right? And that's what the Bible calls people, calls lukewarmness. Those are hypocrites. So we, we don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, we don't. We If we say we believe in God, we want to make sure that we actually uphold what that means. And we want to make sure that our lives look, you know, how a Christian's life is supposed to look, right? You know, and that's just out of love for God. And we have to remember that, you know, we if we love him, we want to be like him. We want to, you know, have our lives you know, show that example. You know, we don't want to play around with God. We don't want to play with him and be like, yeah, I love you and I'll believe in you, but I'm not going to give up these things. I'm not really going to give you my life because, you know, then I'm not going to really get what I want. If you die to yourself, that's, that's no greater love than dying to yourself, dying to your own desires and your flesh, just to get more of God and to really have him operate through you have his spirit move through you to help reach other people that are lost and who would normally not have that access to God. So, you know, I, I did it all. So I totally get it. You know, I, I, I tried to, you know, say I love God, but then live for the world and to do worldly things. And you just can't do it because you, you're playing yourself, you know, and you just, you really can't do it because after so long, you just become empty And you feel just unfulfilled because you're not really living in your purpose. Our purpose is to do the will of God. 
And we can't do the will of God if we're given into our own desires and our own flesh. We can't do that. We have to die to all of those things. Okay. So the next scripture, which I really personally love this scripture because it, it really just describes the epitome of, of what our purpose is as scripture as Christians. And that is Matthew 5 and 13, which says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. So I love the practical example that God gave me about this. So if you think about, you know, the purpose of salt, if God says we're the salt of the earth, think about the purpose of salt. The salt is used to season things, right? So if you put in salt like on your chicken or, you know, anything like that, like, you know, here, you know, in Chicago, we have Harold's and, you know, if you get that good Harold's chicken, you know, that's the chicken that's really seasoned good. And then you got the mouth sauce on top of that. But if, if, your chi- if your chicken is not seasoned, then it doesn't taste good, right? You don't want to eat no bland chicken. So that's what God is saying. So when God says that we're the salt of the earth, he's saying that we set an example. We set an example. We have a specific purpose to bring people to Jesus, to, to help bring the lost and hurting to him. And we, we do that by showing you know, our lives being sold out for Jesus. We do that by setting an example, showing people what it means to be Christ-like and what it looks like to totally live for him. So, you know, but the scripture says, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? So if we're not operating in our purpose, you know, if you're not adding that seasoning to your food, then the season, then the food itself loses taste. It doesn't, you know, get get the full effect of what it needs that's the same with us if us as Christians do not live our lives for Jesus if we don't set the example to go out and pour out God's spirit like I'm also thinking about that meme of of what they call him salt bay I don't know the guy who's like you know doing a little funny little hand move and he's like throwing the salt on the on the meat with the glasses and the ponytail y'all know what I'm talking about but Think about just God using us to pour out his spirit onto the onto his people, onto his lost people. So if we're the salt of the earth, he's sprinkling us onto the earth to help reach the lost. I hope that makes sense, but that's the illustration that the Holy Spirit just gave me. So, and, and that's what we do, that's our purpose, right? But if we're not living for Jesus, then we can't operate in our purpose and other people don't get what they need. If Christians are not in place, if we are not living totally sold out for Jesus and having our lives be transformed, then we can't help other people who are lost and need Jesus. That's our purpose, right? Okay. And then the last part of that, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out. So if we're not living in our our purpose, um, then we, 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 we get thrown out. You know, there's no use for you if you're not operating your purpose as a Christian, if you're not living your life for Jesus, it's no use. Then you're not, you know, God looks at you and he's like, they're not doing anything for me. They're just doing what they want to do. So really they're, they're doing what they want to do. They've made that decision. So I'm going to let them live their life that way. Because like I said, God gives us free will. So 
this is really deep. This is deep. We have to be, you know, in our purpose, in our plan that God has given us. We have to give up, detach from the world so that we can become the salt of the earth like God says that we are. But we can't do that if we're still being worldly and following worldly things. We can't do that, okay? And then the last scripture to just really help you to reflect, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith test yourselves or do you not realize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail to meet the test and that's 2 Corinthians 13 and 5 so here God is telling us to really look at ourselves to do some self-reflection to see if you're truly living for God if you're truly living the way that he calls us to live as his children And we have to test ourselves. We have to, you know, look at situations and see if we're responding Christ-like or are we acting, you know, the way that Jesus would if he was in our situation. You know, we have to really examine where we are in life. And if we're not in the right place, then we have to repent and come back to God and get in the right position. You know, it's, it's no condemnation. There's no condemnation in Jesus, okay? But God wants us to be in position. He wants us to come out of agreement to detach ourselves from these things so that we can truly and, and, you know, completely do his will and to operate in his purpose for our lives. It's not about us. It's not about what we want. It's not about what we feel. It's about Jesus. And that is what he's saying with all of this, you know. So I really pray that this has encouraged you all because it's definitely encouraged me, you know, and it's, it's helped me to dig deeper within myself because there's always room, room for improvement. Even if you are one of those Christians who have been going hard for God, you can go harder. There's, there's no limit to how deeper you can get in your relationship with God and how, you know, he can really get the glory from you. So even if you think, oh, I got it. No, you know, that's prideful too. You should always be in a position to grow always be in a position to be better than you were yesterday that's my thing I always you know look at myself I'm like who was I yesterday okay today I'm gonna be better Lord I'm gonna go deeper in you I'm gonna do even more for you than I did yesterday than I did a week ago if you're not able to look at yourself today and look at yourself from you know a week ago and see two different people then you really have to go and reevaluate because you should be growing every single day and if you're not that means there's something you know, wrong. There's something missing in your life. Okay. You should not be the same person that you were yesterday. You shouldn't be the same person that you were last month. You know, there should be constant growth. And the only way that that growth can happen is if you center yourself in Jesus, because he will show you who you are. He will show you where you need to go, what you need to improve on. He's going to show you, show you these things. If you really surrender and submit yourself to him, because if you don't, then you're not going to know where you are and where, where he wants you to be. It's all about him. Everything, you know, everything that you will hear in this podcast, you know, talking about, you know, different Christian issues and, you know, where God wants us to be. It all leads back to Jesus, everything. And if anything you're doing in your life, if it doesn't glorify God, if it doesn't lead people to Jesus, if it doesn't help you grow in your relationship with God, then it's not from him. And it's not something that he wants you to engage in. So you really have to begin to look around you, 
Look at the things that you're entertaining yourself with. Look at it, look at the things. Examine your heart. You know, in Matthew 6, 21, it says, wherever the, your treasures are, there your heart also will be. So if your treasures are in the earth, your treasures are in pridely and, and, and material possessions, then that's where your heart is. And it's not with God. Okay? And so you have to begin to detach yourself from these things and center your heart on Jesus. And when you center your heart on Jesus, he is going to get his glory out of you and you will be in your purpose. You will be exactly where he wants you to be. Okay? So I pray, I pray that this encouraged you all. I pray that you will begin to just really examine yourselves deeply, examine where you are in your relationship with God. Okay, there's always room for growth, always. Okay, so let me go ahead and just quickly pray out and then we will be out of here. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for this day. I thank you for just imparting yourself into us, Lord. I thank you for being a merciful God, just being so merciful and loving and gracious to us, even when we turn our backs on you, even when we try to straddle the fence, Lord. We've all done it, Father God, but just forgive us, Lord. Convict us of this sin, Jesus, and help us, help us to, help us to really just, grow and go harder for you God and we had come against the enemy and all of his attacks and we ask that you would just continue to just remove all of those barriers in our lives Lord and just help us to be centered in you and to give everything up for you and we love you we praise you we give you glory and honor in Jesus name amen all right thank you all so much I really thank you I pray that this encouraged you and I will talk to you all soon bye Thank you.